Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. So this week, Ryan, I've had two experiences uh, which I wanted to tell you about. First one was with a company in the UK uh, called Trail Finders. Uh, who are effectively a, a, a sort of a specialist travel agent. And I have to say, they provide an excellent service. And, you know, it's rare that people do. Um, but it made me feel really good and made me feel happy. And I was thinking, blimey, these people are actually take, listening to what I'm saying. And what they do? Open. Um, they've been, we're going away on vacation and they basically, uh, pulled a, an itinerary together and book flights and, you know, just do the usual travel agent things. But I think it's in the way that they've gone about it. Um, they've done some interesting things like, um, they talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't yeah. it great that that's the state of the world, right? <laughs> it, it is. It is. I mean, I normally book everything online and, you know, book my own hotels and flights and everything else. But yeah. this, this is where we're, we're, we're talking about going to Australia, basically. Um, so we've been it's a bit more complicated. Um, uh, but, you know, they give you advice and they talk to you. And we literally spent an hour and a half talking to them. And mm. the, 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 the people that they had are... Um, uh, you know, had actually travelled there and, you know, those things. Now, flip over to to any one of my, uh, of um, any broadband provider, yeah, uh, in, the, in, the, in the UK, I have Virgin Media, in the States, uh, I have Spectrum, and they're bloody awful, and it drives me round the bend every time I talk to them, and I get extremely frustrated. So, the question becomes, how do you, how do you actually, you know, how are emotions evoked and how do you evoke a customer emotion? Um, and, and this is, I have to say, this is probably one of the most common questions I get. So when we're talking to our clients and they go and, you know, we talk to them about, you know, you need to evoke emotions in your customers. One of the key questions we get is, well, how do I evoke an emotion? Mm. So, Maybe you give your two penneth worth, and then yeah. I'll um, I'll do the same. Yeah, I mean, so I'll I mean I'll tell you this from the academic perspective. So one of the the big findings from the academic research on emotions, uh, as it relates to this question of how do you evoke emotions, it's a really low bar. So it turns out that it's relatively easy to evoke emotional states in others and, and we can talk through some of the specific ways that it's been done in research but for firms who are uh, interested in evoking a specific emotional state you know it it doesn't involve some massive experience change to get people there um, a lot of times relatively small incidental things can move people into different emotional states so that's that's kind of the baseline here uh you're already doing it i guess is what i would tell yeah uh, absolutely you're yeah. already doing it are you doing it in the right way or in the way that you want to be doing yeah. it and we would we would add to that are you being deliberate about it yeah so have you defined the emotion that you're trying to evoke and you know that should be one that drives value for you 
And are you then doing it deliberately? Because I'll tell you what, um, the broadband companies evoke emotions in me every bloody yeah. day. It's just they're not good ones. No, I, I think that's exactly right. So I think that when when clients push back to you and say, oh, well, how can we evoke an emotion? They seem to be at it from this pers- taking it from the perspective of, well, right now we're not evoking any emotions in our clients and our customers. Yeah. How do we then start? How do we act- activate emotions? And that assumption is just wrong. They are currently evoking emotions in their customers. But to your point, are they doing it deliberately? Are they doing it in a way that they want it to be done? And let me add to this debate, because um, the second most popular question I get, particularly in the business-to-business arena, is do business customers have emotions? <laughs> and the answer, I normally answer by going, are they human beings? <laughs> And if the answer is yes, then they do. But again, it, you know, there's this perception. If the answer is ever no, call me. <laughs> I want to work with that client. Yeah. No, but there, there is this perception that business customers don't make emotional, well, unemotional decisions or don't have emotions, which is clearly wrong. They may be a little better and more sophisticated at hiding them a bit. Um, but, you know, that's about as far as it goes. I mean, all, all people have emotions obviously yeah i mean the the flip side of that is because of this more structured decision process uh, on the b2b side it's also the case that many b2b firms are not doing anything uh, deliberatively on the emotional side which means it's also a huge opportunity you know if you can make your b2b client feel more secure or more cared for or happier um you know that could that could be a huge opportunity for you, a huge differentiator um, relative to other providers who are more or less equivalent on some of the, the product and service side. No, absolutely. And and the the the, the I'm going to let you talk about your the academic side in a minute. But the irony is, when you talk to B to B organizations, one of the key things that they um, uh, that's that's important for them is is relationships, yeah? yeah. And you know, so everyone talks about well, we need to have a relationship with our customers and etc. When you actually go, well, what's a relationship? You know, uh, it obviously comes down to emotions, right. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, trust and caring and valued and all those other wonderful things. So, you know, it it actually uh, I won't. Say it's necessarily more but it's certainly you know 100 percent that if you're in business to business all this stuff applies uh, and can be a massive differentiator for you because not many people are thinking about this stuff it's an interesting disconnect isn't it like no no relationships matter a lot not emotions no no yeah but relationships yeah. yes yeah no absolutely you, you uh, wonder what you... their marriages are like yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> totally yeah but don't get me to talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not let Colin and Ryan speak at your next conference? As you can hear, they're great communicators and can get over a message in a simple, inspiring, and humorous way. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com contact. Anyway, academic research. I'll go through just a a quick list of some of the ways that I'm familiar with that emotions have been evoked. 
And um, after you'll hear you hear the list, you'll realize it's not an exotic list at all. These are the things that you would probably try. Uh, I will I will point to a distinction um, in terms of how emotions are elicited that's been explored in some of this research. Um, and I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast also, but there's a difference between incidental and integral emotions. So incidental are incidental emotions are those that are um, kind of brought on by the environment. Um, and integral emotions are those that are brought on by the experience itself. So um, if you are a vendor within Disneyland, you might expect that people are going to be in a great mood on average uh, just because they're at Disneyland, right? And so there's this nice incidental mood that you can rely on um, beyond whatever's going on with, with the specific experience of their ordering food from you. Uh, if you are placing advertisements in, you know, some lifetime movie of the week, some sappy romance, you can anticipate that that message will be received with a certain incidental emotional state. Um, what's usually more interesting and important for uh, firms is the integral emotion of the experience itself. So whatever people are feeling as they come into the experience, you know, our, our phone center, our retail um, setting what is that doing to change their emotional state? Uh, so um, with, the, with that in mind, the way that researchers have activated emotional states in the past that I'm aware of, uh, sometimes it'll be something as simple as having them watch a short film clip. So oftentimes it'll be a scene from a movie. So um, like I know that they've shown clips from like Terms of Endearment or uh, Steel Magnolias if they want to activate sadness. Um, a Brian song, I think, is another one that they've used, which is this really, really sad movie about a football player who dies of cancer and his buddy's there for him. Um, for happy emotions, they've used things like um, clips from comedy movies or from stand-up comedians. Um, so you can that would be more of an incidental emotional activation. Um, you can activate emotional states by getting people to remember having Act, having been in that emotional state before. So, you know, write yeah. a paragraph about a time you were sad or write a paragraph about a time you were angry. Uh, remembering emotions can activate those emotional states. Um, uh, I've seen research done where they've activated emotional states by giving people different advertisements um, that are designed to elicit emotions. So uh, even something as simple as print ads, if it's a print ad that's, um, you know, showing a, a mom with her newborn baby and you know, that'll evoke a certain emotional state as opposed to um, an ad that's designed to more make you kind of angry or outraged based on um, whatever's being shown. So it's, it's not hard to activate these emotional states and, and activating them in this incidental way uh, is actually pretty well established in the literature and the research. And is the, uh, so I was sitting here thinking about, the sort of the environment and playing happy music or playing sad music or and I was sitting there thinking about I'm an employee and what you know what pictures do I what are pictures on the wall and you know all of those things obviously must add towards building that emotional state absolutely right I mean I I have a friend who did a study where they hired an actor um to pretend that they were um, a, a job interviewer. And so they had people come in and while they were 
interfacing with the actor, the actor would like pull out their phone and kind of like be checking their messages and just kind of ignoring the person and being rude. Um, and that was a very effective emotional prime uh, that made people very angry that they were being disrespected in that way. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that, that can go on in an environment. Um, you know, having an employee smile at you rather than kind of stare at you flatly because they're bored and wish they weren't there. These things can all activate emotions. And again, when, and, and what we would talk about would be, the, the subconscious signals so yeah these aren't necessarily things that um the organization does deliberately although they can uh if they've got any sense um but to, to actually you know the things that that the employee smiling is not necessarily something you would necessarily be able to recognize or whatever um but it's it, it's the it, it's creating that whole uh, in in environment yeah i mean it's it, it, people you know you hear it all the time that people can detect emotional states over the phone even if somebody's trying to mask it um call center employees are are encouraged to smile when they're on the phone um one of the first clients that you and i worked with together colin we went up and, and toured the the facility together and got to sit in and listen on some calls. Yeah. And um, this particular, you've been, you know, consulting with uh, organizations on, on how to manage fund banks for a long time. Yeah. Uh, this is my first experience with that. And I was, I was taken with how much the employees seemed to enjoy their job and be proud of the company they were working for and kind sure. of believe in the mission of what they were doing to the extent that you can instill a culture like that, that will tend to come through uh, on the phone in these non-conscious ways. Whereas if you've got employees that are really not liking their job and don't like what they have to do there and um, aren't real thrilled with the, the company, that will also come through in some of these very, very subtle non-conscious ways. Yeah, no, Absolutely. So when we when when I get the question about how do you evoke an emotion, um, and this is what I would suggest anyone listening to this podcast considers doing as well, is uh, the question I ask people is, think about the last time that you felt cared for. Okay, so um, and this could be in business, it could be at home, but just consider a time where someone you know you have felt cared for as an individual um and once you've got that in your mind you know think about well what did the person do to make you feel cared for yeah and typically you know the answers that you get are they listened to me you know they spent time with me i felt they genuinely cared and were interested in me um and, and why is that important well because there's the for for us there's the translation then between well okay so consider those things now now when we're designing your new experience we need to if you're trying to evoke feeling cared for guess what you need to do those things so mm. you need to listen to the customers you need to um spend time with the customers you need to make sure that they you know, they feel that they genuinely genuinely care for them 
you know and so uh, on one side of it it's not rocket science i don't think um but it, it it is absolutely and again another tip i would give people is just when you feel something uh, and particularly in a customer experience just say to yourself what did they do to make me feel that way you know was it that the way that they passed me the product or threw it to me was it the tone of their voice what what was it because that starts to give you a bit of a a clue as to uh to, to what's happening we're so pleased that you're listening to this episode of the intuitive customer as a listener we want to offer you a free download of colin's ebook unlocking the hidden customer experience take advantage of this free offer being made available only to listeners of this podcast do it now just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast and follow the link for the free book that's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast a lot of times firms, especially upper management for some reason, will tend to treat customers as some alien creature that you know, is impossible to fathom or understand and they're very arm's length about it. When you're exactly right, I mean, the human emotions tend to be pretty consistent and it, it's usually, I mean, there are definitely cultural variations, but there's, it's usually pretty consistent in terms of what makes you feel a certain way and so this is an instance where you can look to yourself what have your own experiences be, been um what causes you to feel certain things um and then what are the ways that you can try to replicate that or come as close to you can uh, you know again a, a a previous client that colin and i have worked on together uh, was taken with shopping in a um uh a retail setting at a um an anchor store at a mall and when they were rung up the clerk actually walked around the counter and, and handed them the bag and, and shook their hand and um and this senior manager at this firm was really taken with that as being such a sign of respect yeah. and um you know that was that was a real emotional moment for this uh senior executive and wanted to kind of look for parallel ways of doing something similar within his own organization. Are there easy ways that you can show customers respect if that's kind of the emotional state that's important for you to activate or encourage yeah. them to be happy or trusting or whatever it is? Yeah, and certainly building on that, you know, for me, you evoking, to take a step back, you're evoking customer emotions today. It's yeah. just you don't know which, which ones you're evoking and they may not be the ones that you want to evoke the wanting to evoke gets then into going well which ones drive most value for me so which yeah. ones will give me the best return for evoking them and the third one um it is you know how now do i do that so you that example of somebody coming around from behind the shop you know is a classic example of you know, putting in place some type of behavior to surprise somebody and maybe delight them and stuff. But uh, uh, again, the key is, and let me give people this little anecdote. You, you would have heard this a hundred times, right? Um, when I walk home at night and I walk in the front door and I shout hello to my wife, Lorraine, I, I know within a one word response whether I should be walking straight out the door uh, and going 
to the local hostelry for a few bevies uh, or um you know i know if she's happy or she's sad yeah. basically yeah. now why do i do that i know that because uh, the tone of her voice the cadence her body language the fact that she's got a vase that she's just about to throw at me uh, <laughs> or or whatever it may be but the point being that you're looking at there's lots of these sort of uh, cadence voice facial expression body language uh, that uh, that you need to look at and therefore if you're trying to evoke cared for then you you so if Lorraine is unhappy yeah then what do I need to do to make her feel cared for or valued which and again same in the customer setting so if a customer is frustrated and I know that I want to make the customer feel valued um, in that interaction. What, what is it I should be doing to convert that customer? Um, and, you know, that's part of the work Ryan and I have done on this, what we call memory maker training, uh, which is to try to go, okay, let's give people the skills to convert them from feeling frustrated to feeling valued. Uh, and certainly that is, you know, a um, really powerful uh, way of going uh, 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 about things. And, uh, you know, some of the reason that you are uh, sensitive to the signals that, that Lorraine sends when she get when you go through the door is, is familiarity and you, you know, you sure. understand kind of you have that background level. But a lot of it, too, though, is just is because it's important to you because you care. So if you're dealing with a customer coming through the door, you know, you're not going to be perfectly calibrated to their signals. Some people are just, they don't smile a lot and that's just kind of the way they are. On the other hand, a lot of times organizations don't care. Like it doesn't matter what kind of signals I'm throwing down as a customer, you are motivated to not pick them up. Um, And so, you know, organizations who are oriented to, be sensitive to those signals are going to be much better at diagnosing the customer's emotional state early and then being able to move them to a different emotional state if need be. Yeah. I mean, I've got no evidence to base this on. So academia wouldn't like this. Uh, But I think it's something like 20% of people are naturally good at this stuff. You know, the, the picking up and this sort of goes back to this sort of emotional intelligence. You, you got the, the classic bell curve with sort of 60 percent of it, which is, you know, people pick up stuff, but you've actually got to give them some training and direction on what to do and what to look out for, etc. And 20 percent of them at the bottom end will never do this in a month of Sundays. Um, you know, and shouldn't really be employed in a customer facing role. Um, uh, and that's, a, you know, that for me is is key as well. So that then starts to get into the whole area of recruitment. If you can get the top 20 percent, that's great. Uh, but you know what? If you can't, you're going to have to train the rest of them um, uh, of what what to do. And to a certain extent, free them up in going yeah, you know what, it's actually okay to spend time listening to a customer and genuinely caring for them because, you know what, ultimately that will bring us in uh, more loyal loyal customers. So, yeah. Okay, any any last thoughts before we, we wrap this, this, this up on how to evoke a customer emotion? 
Um, I mean, I'll just I'll reemphasize something that I already said. A, a lot of times with a lot of behavioral economics or psychology, um, there's resistance from management in terms of, oh, well, we can't start doing something like that. And and again, to reiterate the point that you and I have both made, you're already doing it. Um, how about doing it well uh, yeah. instead of doing whatever you're doing now? Because there's no, there's no default. There's no neutral setting on this stuff. You're either doing it intelligently or you're doing it randomly yeah no i i totally agree um you know and and for me i would say that that actually evoking emotions in customers is is really easy you just have to think it through as to what is it you need to do so a understanding whether you know what you're doing to evoke frustration or feeling cared for etc um but i wouldn't i really think about this sort of 20 percent at the top and 60 percent in the middle there will always be people who are highly emotionally intelligent that that naturally get this stuff um and are good at it but the majority of people need a bit of um, need a bit of training behind them to 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 think this stuff uh, uh, through. So, okay, well, look, um, thanks very much for uh, listening today. Um, if you've got any suggestions on any uh, subject you'd like us to cover, then please um, get in contact with us. Um, in fact, if you'd like to get a download of a free ebook, um, then please just drop us a, a line. Um, to contact at Beyond Philosophy and we will just mention the podcast and we'll gladly send you um, uh, a ebook that talks all about these uh, these subjects so just uh, contact at Beyond Philosophy and mention the podcast and we'll send you a link back so thanks very much and hopefully um, listen to you next week yeah rate, review, subscribe tell your mom, your mom would love to hear this absolutely see ya This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.